Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Early in the morning, rising to the street. Light me up that cigarette and I'll strap shoes on my feet. I forgot the words. 
Welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on a beautiful <laughs> Thursday afternoon. I gotta tell you, beautiful. It's pouring. Outside. I want it. It's a beautiful day, and here it is. I gotta tell you, the movie world show, The Boys Lost. I know. Frank, I told Frank before he started, he just kicked their butts. <laughs> Frank and Jennifer. And I heard won. that it was a legitimate show. Yeah. None it was of that good. Back and forth because Frank is no nonsense. He went for the kill. And Jennifer was in there, and boom, 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 and you guys won. Congratulations. Congratulations. I think they had a good time. It was great. You had fun? Had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Chico kept saying, what is that? What is that? Is that a new hot game going on out there? But it was way too quiet of a loss because they had to do the bean boozled, and they each got good flavors. I mean, they were supposed to be good flavors. So that's when we had to add another loss to the round of karaoke. You got to eat the bean boozle right before you do the karaoke. I think Dan had popcorn. Josh, what flavor did you have? I had uh, strawberry banana milkshake. Was it good? It was actually really Why good. That was a good jelly bean. cheese and stuff like everybody else gets. Where you got the good I had, stuff. I had bad, bad jelly beans all the other times. I can't Maybe. get one good jelly bean. Wasn't so fair. They had good jelly beans yeah. and everyone's I'm like, that's the loss. So that didn't really count. But the karaoke, I hope that Baxton got it as a clip and we can replay it. Yeah, he did. I think so. Because he did. you were bouncing around That's and military song. didn't move. <laughs> he stood still. You saw Frank, right? He just stood still. He stood he still. Started. It was a great set. And Josh is bouncing like a jumping bean, jelly bean. <laughs> and military, he's standing there. Dan is just straight Secret face. Ops. Secret Ops. Secret Ops doing his song. You got to watch the clip. So Baxter filmed it, which is hilarious. We're, we're working on a shirt that says Movie Wars on the front and Secret Ops on the back. Oh, that's funny. It is. I like that a lot. They were joking because they're like, ah, oh, Dan looks like Dad's going to work. The two of them were in their suit and tie, their interview style. They were yeah, doing where, where is this suit and tie? What is it? What am I, chicken liver? Well, where's this tie? Why'd you take it off for? Because it was too hot. You got I don't want to wear it sneakers. anymore. I feel more comfy in this. I, I don't get this. I get chicken liver. I don't know, but they're having fun. But happy Thursday to you. You had a nice morning. Thank you to Comcast in the rain because we're back up and running. Thank for the rain because they don't work in the rain. That's the only difference. They don't you can't work in be on, what do they always say? You can't be on a wire changing electrical in the lightning Well, you storm, can be, so. but you won't be around too long. So luckily they hooked us back up before the rain came. Unbelievable. Did you see on the news the person, the lady that got hit by lightning outside the White House? No. Anybody see that? I heard she, about it, but I didn't see it. She I heard got about hit it. by a double bolt of lightning. Really? It came in two pieces. It took out the tree, a whole part of the tree and everything. And this woman survived because there was a doctor coming out of the White House doing some kind of health thing. And he runs over and he performs CPR. He saved her life. That's amazing. I mean, she's all burned up and she's walking with this. And, but they said that she's going to get a full recovery. Wow. And she says that she still gets these flashes that wake her up in the middle of the night. I can only imagine having that noise. No, nobody survived with a direct hit. So it must have hit the tree. You get hit around you. Over, right? Lightning is 56,000 degrees Fahrenheit at the source. You, get hit, by, you get hit by lightning, you're charcoal. Now, if you she, got a direct hit. She had on these slippers, these shoes, like what you got on. 
But the, the bottom rubber was or about an inch and a half. That probably saved and they her. They said that's yeah. what saved her life. That, that saved her against the lightning, which is 11 million kilovolts, by the way. How do you know? What you because I studied this. I was in the electronics business. We had to Why know you, what you happens when lightning a hits a house. Michael. I'll tell you. What's that? Guy. You're in a lot of businesses. Just a few. Yeah, you the two of you guys. Secret <laughs> service over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find more information out about that. We've got author Frank Ruffolo joining us. We've got author Michael Solomon joining us. We've got our health and wellness coach, Jennifer Fighter, a.k.a. Patches, is in the house. That's your name. We call you Patches. We're all walking around with patches, our pain patches on, see how we do. How are you where, feeling? Where are we starting? Where are we starting? Um, we, let's start with Frank over there because he's got a whole lot of books. See what's happening in the world of Frank. You know, last time you were here, you anointed everybody. Yeah. Between your anointing and your patches, I don't know. I was having visions. I was seeing things. I was calling you. And he says, oh, my God. You open right? up. I could do it again if you no. want. Oh, yeah. No. Do not do this one. She's on another planet right now. I can't sit her still for five minutes. She doesn't hold meetings. She runs. Then when she's in, she's running. She runs. That meeting for me. That meeting was for you. Oh. <laughs> she bring in. She brings in chairs and then she wants to move the chairs. She puts things in the furniture. She moves the furniture. I run into furniture because it wasn't there a minute ago. It's just. Um, yes, we'll do the second level of anointing. But it was a whole nother level of visions and opening things up. Between what you do and what you do, it was like, wow, amazing. Well, what she does lit me up. That, that was a Friday that he did that. And I woke up on Saturday, clear as a bell. Um, and it's funny because people think that I'm trying to sell something. I'm not selling nothing. Good health is good health. And when you feel good, you do good. And that Saturday, I woke up like a, like, like a lightning bolt went through me. And I was able to do things. I even painted that Saturday and everything else. No pain, nothing. Uh, oh, that's when we texted you. He said, I need more patches. And I thought, wow. You know, the other day you sat down on whatever chair you sat down and you took your pant leg and you picked it up and you crossed your leg. And I thought, are you really? I was shocked because I've never seen you do that. I, this knee was supposed to be operated on. I've never seen you be able to do that. 20 years ago, I couldn't do this. In the NFL, they do a test on certain parts of your body and if you don't pass you don't get you don't get signed i could never do this i could not put my shoe on and tie it and this is a true story and linda saw me the other day and she said what the hell are you doing and this miracle that you see right here maybe it's a combination over there maybe it's a combination over here but i could not do this a week ago until i started doing the patches and i got one here i got one. the inflammation has shrunk now i don't know why I don't care why, but it works. And if you, uh, if you see me trying to get in and out of my car sometimes, it hurt a lot. Not no more. Now I dance into my car. I may start dancing tonight. I think at, you should. At night, I may. You're going to wear your King Cornelius outfit? I'm wearing my King Cornelius outfit. But I got to tell you, feeling good, there's no price in the world like feeling good. When you feel good, man, you can do anything. And so I got to tip my hat. I don't know what you're doing. But I'm going to keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore because this thing right here is amazing. We're going to talk about that. But I want to talk to Frank. You have a new book, I understand, from my producers with a title and everything. A new book? Yeah. I'm writing a new book. What's it called? Samael of Sarah. Well, you didn't have a name before. What is it? That's the next, that ends the uh, sci-fi trilogy. I left people on a cliffhanger on the end of that book, and a lot of, a lot of them told me I'd have to resolve it. So this resolves it. 
Samael is actually born of one of the monsters in the other book. He's actually the spawn of Satan. Oh. Kind of like Anakin. What was I know Anakin was Darth Vader. What was the name of the book where uh, Rosemary's Baby? Is that what? Yeah, it's Rosemary's called? Baby. The spawn of or Satan. the Omen. That was the other. Oh, the Omen. Well, this is going to be, but that, but uh, Samael is going to, he's going to be, what the uh, Bible and the ancients call the Nephilim. He's going to be tall. He's going to be about twenty feet tall. He's going to have he's going to have the eye of the penile gland. He's going to have three eyes. So, wow, it's going to be interesting. Is that the destruction of or the? It's going to be the revenge of the. It's going to be the revenge of Satan to see if what if he can re wreak revenge on the world and the galaxy, and we're going to see how that. You're going to have to read the book to find out how that ends. I'm in the middle of writing that book. What's the next one after Xantha Terror? Josh just Zantha, finished that's that the one. one. That's the one I'm writing. That's the Zantha next Terror. one, right? Josh wrote Xantha Terror. He read, read Xantha Terror, and I'm writing the book to resolve the cliffhanger in that book. Now, Josh has... Josh, you have a mic? Uh, yeah, I'm on A6. Josh has these past light visions of Mars. He's a Martian. What? You no. have, you've talked about having these visions of other planets and... Oh, no, no, no. I said in my past life I was a, a, a like a Japanese soldier fighting in uh, World War II. World War II. Yeah. yeah he did so. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was very fascinated by just traveling, I should say, back and back in to and from Mars to Earth um, in the book because it was like a journey going back and forth and seeing the destruction and see them trying to take care of both of these planets with this atrocity, I should say, or this genocide that's happening on Mars in the book. Andrew, put that camera on Jocelyn, you already moved. But he, you had told me something you wish you had seen more of or read more of in the book. Um, oh, oh, the battle between Archangel Peter and... You mean, uh, uh, Commander. Commander, yeah, yeah uh, Peter and... Um, the battle between him and right. Satan and right. Satan, his, his army and right. all that too. Um, it just seemed like that was like a little bit of a quick of a battle. It seemed like, like it was just over. Well, if you invoke the power of the Ark of the Covenant, that battle's not going to last very long at all. Oh, okay. But yeah, I was very fast. I mean, it's, if, you, if you remember in Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay. what happened at the end? I don't think I've ever seen that one. What yes, I remember. There was a cliffhanger as well. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Where the guy opens up the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Well, that didn't last very long, did it? No. 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 There's a Raiders of the Lost Ark coming out again. There a is. new one. That's what I read. With um, Indiana Jones? Yeah. And he says that this is the best movie he's ever made. Harrison Ford? That's what he says. Really? That's what I How read. How old is he? 74. Wow. But these guys don't need to be in a wheelchair during this movie? No, he <laughs> he still runs around like a madman. They have like fifteen doubles, but he's running around. <laughs> well, you know, he can't jump off a train anymore. That'll be interesting. Put a patch on him. If yes, Josh came in, he said, I finished the book, I loved it, and I, just when I wanted to see the war and read more about it, it was over. And I thought yeah, that Frank did that the on page, purpose. One page. Yeah, one, once once you invoke the power of the Ark of the Government, that's that's 
nothing's gonna last. It's done. You know, and I gotta ask you because you don't write with it just for the sake of writing. And I'm beginning now to believe that fiction, not fiction, really doesn't make a difference. There's so many other things about you that very few people know, like you anointed people the other day and the effect that it had on the people in this room, you had to be here to witness this thing. So I gotta ask you, you're writing something um, and there's a lot of stuff that people say, well, that's what's happening around us as we speak now. Is anything have to do with the, with, is that true? Uh, mm -hmm. You don't fiction have to has, Fiction has a very good way of presenting the truth. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm beginning to say. Where, where people will take it thinking it's fiction, but in, it really, a lot of fiction is the truth. So a lot of your books have messages. A lot of my books have messages of the truth. And that's what's going on right now. So I'm hoping it has a pleasant end. There's some stuff around the world that's going on right now um, that uh, some of the good people are beginning to get back some of the things that they lost. And there's uh, a rumor that they tell me that uh, Russia's having some issues with their famous leader. Um, and they, there are generals that can remove this madman. So... I'm hoping that your book is going to reveal a glimpse of change. Not resolution, but of change. So, well, change my sci-fi sci trilogy is based in change. It has changed. That sci-fi trilogy changes the world. Do you have a bestseller? One that's not, the, I mean, they're all bestsellers, but one that is like your top as far as people are looking, people are Gabriel's buying. Gabriel's Jealous. The original one. Yeah. Which is that's right there. The, that's the one that people are, are looking at it the most. That, Gabriel's Chalice and uh, the first detective book that I wrote, Stenhouse Mysteries are the two that they look at the most. Now, Gabriel's, Chalice, Gabriel's Chalice draws the most attention, though, because it's... Um, it's based on the days leading up to Judgment Day, and it almost reflects what's going on. Even though I wrote it in 2007, it's almost like what's going on today. So, Archangel Gabriel is the ga uh, the angel of. Archangel Gabriel was the angel that originally told the world of Jesus's coming first, when he spoke to Mary and said, "You're going to." Have the son of god that was archangel gabriel so archangel gabriel in this book is the one that tells the world that he's coming back interesting gotta read that one i got a lot of reading to do this weekend yeah you do sit still enough to <laughs> see the news wow that's another message every time he's here there's more messages there's always something going on with this guy i'm beginning to i'm beginning to, to pierce the corporate veil with this guy because he has a way of delivering messages without delivering and i see the stuff you put out there you have a sense of humor you know pull a well, rabbit yeah. out of your hat i deliver a message with, i deliver a message without the reader knowing it's a message yeah loud and clear i see that josh how was it having frank on your show um it was actually really fun i didn't think it was going to be that close but uh did we you lost. take it for granted? That yes, no, no, I did. I was a, they I was did. being a little slacker in the first round, and yeah. it, it bit my butt at the end. It ended up catching up to you. Yeah. He said to me, if they hit a certain nerve with the movies, they were going to click and beat you. 
So it was interesting. Yeah, I, you guys kind of sat back now thinking Frank and Jennifer were going to get this. They were a little, See? yeah, we got this. Yeah, psychology, just, Jen. And I said, but it's it worked. Frank. It worked. <laughs> I'm like, it's Frank, you guys. He knows a lot about a lot. And then, no, he's quiet. I don't think so. But See? when it came to the actors, I was like, uh-uh, this ain't good. Uh, and that's when they started rolling. And the actors, the actors' yeah. name? On the second round with the actors and all that, yeah. You know, at the end of that game, I haven't seen... I haven't seen military since. What is he doing? He's working on editor's desk for tonight. Oh, yeah. I thought he was in there He's very upset. He's still in his suit and tie. Is he upset? Is he upset? You get him upset? I didn't get him upset. I think he was upset that we had to do karaoke still, <laughs> even though we had good <laughs> jelly beans. That was me. That was your producer saying, we got to really have like a, another level of this. Mm -hmm. What did you enjoy most about Movie Wars? That I won. <laughs> 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 Not an easy feat. Because you know something. It's not, it's not easy. They write the questions. Okay. They write the answers. I know. You said you were going to write the questions for this well, week. We didn't. That's why we're yeah. always amazed when they lose. <laughs> because, Christine, they write their own questions. It's like Frank not knowing the end of his book after he wrote it. It's when they in. lose, we laugh because they write their own questions and answers. Do they lose often? They were, they were on a winning streak. What Weren't you on three, three games in a row? We were on a three-game win streak. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I think we got we'll, a little too... Do we have any blank cards? No. Okay, we got to go get some this blank cards. This just in. Brie and Alana are going to be next. Oh, yeah. And they're going to kill it. We have Brie and Alana uh, coming back for a rematch oh, next no, Thursday. Oh, no. And they're going to kill it. Next week? Yep, that's going to be on Movie Wars next week. All right, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, let's talk with Michael Solomon. We'll talk to Jennifer. Of course, always more with Frank. And we'll see who else pops in. Give us a call, 888-994-4995, Studio A, and we'll be right back. Planning for the future should not be painful and needs to be discussed. From health, family, finances, allow qualified professionals to aid in your planning. Luhu Advisors have been serving South Florida for over 30 years. A licensed real estate broker, insurance agent, assisted living administrator, and certified senior advisor. Paul Solomon is the most qualified and well-rounded advisor for any task. Specializing in real estate, long-term care, life insurance and annuities, social security, government benefits, and senior housing. Luhu Advisors, let us help you. Known for his Art Deco Cubist style and compositions with dancing saturated color, Ken Bieberman has lived and breathed art his whole life. From the early 80s, he's influenced the Art Deco district of Miami Beach. Featured in numerous restoration projects, hotels, galleries, and clubs, Bieberman creates for everyday folks and celebrity clientele. He's also the proprietor of Art Repro, a gicle and scanning company in Pompano Beach. When it comes to scanning high resolution, size is not an issue. Professionally scanning art up to 10 feet and 64 inches in width, Art Repro utilizes state-of-the-art equipment. On quality canvas or paper, archival ink and printing mediums are put to use. Art Repro ensures colors are true and every nuance of the art is captured, including the canvas weave. Perfection is the priority. Contact artist Ken Bieberman today at 954-547-0095 or visit his website www.artrepro.net. Hi, I'm Dawn Clifford, owner and founder of Clifford Insurance Advisors. Established in November of 1999, we focus on mainly health, life, disability, 
Medicare and long-term care insurance. Specifically for people aging into Medicare or the self-employed or even employee benefits for small business owners. We can be reached by phone number at 561-880-0391 or by email info at cliffordinsuranceadvisors.com. Visit our website at www.cliffordinsuranceadvisors.com and even visit Facebook, Clifford Insurance Advisors. A successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique and with the right tools you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media, we are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference. Welcome to Movies of Del Rey, a family-run movie theater that has been serving the Del Rey and Boca community for over 30 years. Open Wednesday through Sunday, Movies of Del Rey offers great admission prices, low concession prices, and quality customer service. Movies of Del Rey provides the quality of the big box theaters without the price tag. Movies of Delray provides new Hollywood content as well as new indie and independent movies. It truly is a hidden gem. Whether you're hosting a private event, party, or fundraiser, or are looking for your next date night activity, Movies of Delray is the perfect choice. Come on down to Movies of Delray, located at 7421 West Atlantic Ave in Delray Beach, or visit us online at moviesofdelray.com. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties. Open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. 
Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. town had a good looking mom never was around but she grew up tall and she grew up right with the mini and the boys on the Indiana night that's all I got I'm not doing the whole thing I ain't doing the whole thing I was shocked you got that far I thought, well, we're going to get a whole song. No. Tonight, we'll get a whole song. That's right. Tonight, tonight we invite everybody. What's happening tonight? To Cafe Night Train. It starts at, well, first of all, we got JC's show tonight at 7 o'clock. So you want to hear some, some of JC's stuff. She goes on at 7, followed by Night Train, which is CC's opening act on nice. uh, CC Night Train as well. He's going to sing a few songs. He sent me the list for the third time, which is good. CC, we love you. Um, and we're going to get that done as well. And his manager wife is coming in. I told her that I would set her up in Studio B. If you VIPs, you want to do some business with this stuff, he has three or four people that are coming to watch and listen. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun tonight. Right. We have a whole lot of things happening. But don't you say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. We'll be here. <laughs> I didn't say it. Watch. Now watch. it gets to the point where it's just fun to say. No, it's not. Well, but tonight we also have editor's desk. Frank is going to be on the editor's desk oh, as really? a guest. Yeah, I'll be on the editor's desk tonight I'm stuck in, with my book, Stuck in Traffic. You got three shows today. You had Movie Wars, Us, and Editor's yeah, Desk. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a roll. He's moving his way through the ranks of the shows of AM Media Productions, but I'm so excited. So the secret is to invite him when it's thunder and lightning. <laughs> he's got to stay. He shows up. <laughs> I don't know. You never know what another archangel's going to appear mm -hmm. while he's here. Mm -hmm. But we met Michael Solomon on the editor's desk a few weeks ago. And he went, he did some summer traveling, and he came back. And you looked at Freddie, and Freddie looked at you and said, where do we know each other from? 3-4. And then you went to do your thing, and I hear him talking about the 3-4, and I thought, you've had 10,000 jobs, 10,246. That you counted That I know ready. of. Yeah. And he always talks about the 3-4, like Barney Miller. And I've never met anyone or heard anyone that talks about the 3-4, and, and here you are. And I'm texting you. You're not answering. I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe that's where you know Michael And, and I'm looking at the text. I'm He's saying, like, what's 34, he says to me. I guess I should have done 3-4, <laughs> yeah. right? Up in the heights. It's 34th precinct. How long were you at the 3-4? I was, I was, believe it or not, I was temporarily assigned there when I first got into the department out of the police academy for two weeks. It was my first assignment and left there. What year was that? Gosh, 1966. Now I'm showing my age. And how long were you there for? In the, in the three, four? Yeah. Two weeks. That was it. And then where did you go? Then I went to, uh, to the ninth of Manhattan, Tompkins Square Park, oh, Fifth yeah. Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then from there to the Youth Division and Organized Crime Control and into a Federal Narcotics Task Force. Wow. And then to a treaty negotiation between the U.S. and Turkey. And into the intelligence division, where I was the bodyguard for the Shah of Iran and Madame Chang of Taiwan. When they brought him over for uh, wow. surgery? I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? When they brought him over for surgery? No, no, in 1970, actually, when, uh, during the 25th General Assembly of the oh. UN. 
In four years, you went from the 3-4 to being the bodyguard for the Shah of Iran? Not in four years. From no. 66 to 70? Yeah, that's his career. In 70, yeah, that was in four years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's funny, you remember the 4-4 in the Bronx? Sure. At Yankee Stadium? Yeah. They stole my bike. <laughs> they stole your bike? I signed up to play for the Bronx Giants football team. And on the way home, they stole my bike, and I ran to the 4-4, and they said, well, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't getting out of here. They used, to lose a, they used to lose a building a week in the 4-4. That's right, building a week. A building a week a, used to get either burned out or burned just out. abandoned or whatever, yeah. Right across the street, they burned out one of the biggest buildings, and that was all insurance fraud. And it was like that on the Lower East Side. Today, you can't even afford that, that real estate. It's amazing. We were talking about that this morning, right? It's funny because I, I look up where I grew up in Popham Avenue, which is covered by the 4-4. You can't even get an apartment in that building anymore. They, they redid it. It looks gorgeous. It's amazing. It's amazing what everything. they've done. Yeah. It's all condos now. Yeah. And when I grew the up... Delancey Street is unbelievable. It's, it's a whole renovation down here. It's, now, you it's were a gangs. Rebirth. You remember the... Uh, you had the, the blood... I guess in Manhattan, you had the Bloods. You had the... Fordham Baldies in, in the Bronx. Remember those? Fordham Baldies. Yeah. And then we had... Um, uh, we had the Black Spades, and we had the Ghetto Brothers. The Ghetto Brothers was down in, uh, yeah. My, uh, and my you had cousin. the Chinatown gangs, too. Oh, those, that, was, that, was, that was heavy. Chinatown gangs, that's a whole different world. So you were in narcotics as well? Um, as part of the Organized Crime Control Bureau, yeah. Were you working in Manhattan? I, uh, I did. Cocaine I worked, City? No, I actually worked citywide. Wow. Wherever it took us. Daily News wrote Cocaine City, Washington Heights. Yeah, is one, of the, City one of the, the, one of the uh, if, if you saw the movie American Gangsters, yeah. Denzel Washington, yeah. part, of that, uh, part of that investigation was something I was working on. I, well, that's when I was an auxiliary up at the 3 4, is when they came out Cocaine City. My, my, I was uh, going to NYU. They're the ones that got me involved with this damn thing. And my mother says, Are you insane? It was me and Corpy. And she says, are you insane? So we had to walk through the heights to get to the 3-4. Tell me about it. I'm going to tell you. You talk about it. And then we started to hang out with, with, with the element because if you wanted to walk through the heights, you, you better become friends. And wow. there was a whole lot of well, stuff. Well, I worked undercover for a while. If you saw some of the pictures of me back then, uh, my wife said, if I met you when you, when you looked like that, <laughs> you were Al Pacino? I the street. Al you were Al Pacino in the movie? Um, Oddly enough, you would mention Al Pacino because when I was in the security business, after I left the department, I was in the security alarm business, he was one of my clients. Was he? Yeah, him and, uh, Di uh, and uh, Lorraine Branco and mm -hmm. uh, who else? Uh, Chuck Barry, who lived next door to him. He's had as many jobs as you, apparently. Bill Murray. Well, what happened, Bill Murray? What happens is you, you get into this business and then security, you know, and the, and the day was necessary. You know, it was some... I mean, look what happened to the, the guy that shot uh, the, the Beatle, um, the yeah. singer. John Lennon. Yep. John Lennon didn't want any protection. He believed that God was going to save him. And everybody kept telling him, you know, a lot of crazy people around you. And that's what happened. There's another gentleman that I met here who lived in a building that I used to work in construction with Blondie. Remember, he was saying Blondie, all these uh, people lived in that same building. And he said, and I guess we must have met somewhere. I think you've met a lot of people. I had, I had a lot of jobs, but I tell you, there's nothing like a precinct, man. It, it, it's a story beyond belief. It's a story within a story. Oh, um, yeah, let me tell you, that's, you know, a, a lot of that has shaped some of my writing. Uh, you know, the things I've seen, uh, you know, it's scary, you know. I mean, uh, some of the things I had to do that were uh, 
frightening. I mean, he's a detective. I had to tell the mother that a 14-year-old son was stabbed to death over a nickel. I mean, it, 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 that breaks your heart. You, how do you do that, you know? Uh, I've made cups of tea for uh, elderly couples who came home and found their house ransacked. Yeah. Uh, you know, try to console a, a granddaughter of somebody who just passed away. Um, it, you know, a, a child of 12 or 13 years old, you know, who's in tears. But, you know, these, these, these sides of life that you've, you've never seen before. Things that you don't even, you wouldn't dream of ever running into. And situations. Pe people just don't understand when you're undercover, especially. I, I had a lot of friends that were undercover, um, and they had to strap guns in areas that couldn't be found, small guns, and they would sweat because they were working with the element, and they would check them and check them and check them. Um, nowadays, you wouldn't even get away with that because now they got metal detectors when you walk through a door. But the amount of pressure for an undercover is enormous. Um, I met, I, I had a lot of friends at the 3-4, and they used to pray by their locker. There were candles. There was all this stuff going on. And I used to walk in, and they used to say, wait, wait till Bull finishes. A guy named Bull. Wait till he finishes. Don't bother him. And then afterwards, he says, okay, let's go to work. I mean, there's a lot of pressure psychologically that goes on when, you, when you're a police officer. And, and I know that people, they can't relate, that people get mad at cops and everything else. The pressure is enormous. And you got 1.3 seconds to make a decision, and they make a lot of wrong decisions, but you gotta understand what they're working, the conditions they're working under. It isn't about all the training, I get that. But man, I'm gonna tell you, I ain't never seen anything like the 3-4. I was there three and a half years, and they wanted me to become a cop and everything else, and so I gotta get away from this, because they shot a cop at the 3-4, and then it becomes the tombs. And they put all that drapery, it is tough to be in a house that loses a cop. It's not fun. Nobody is happy. Nobody. And they don't treat you. You get a parking ticket and you open your mouth, watch out now. It's just the way it is. It was that way. And that's when I said, I got to walk away from all of this. And do what you got to do. You got to do. It's tough. But, but they, they, I, I, I flipped my hat. And it ain't easy being a cop. And if you think it is, try it for a day. Try it for Try to do the things that he's been involved in for a day. And I'll pay you. It ain't easy. I'm surprised that you aren't one who flew over the cuckoo's nest by now. How about a double assassination attempt on my life? Two guns put to my head, both triggers misfired. Yes, the second time I heard that story. Somebody else told me the same thing. It might have been my backup. It jammed. Yeah. One gun, one, one gun was taken from a bank guard who hasn't changed the ammunition in 30 years. It was The primer was dead. And the other one was what they called stovepipe when they pulled the... the uh, the slide back on the automatic, the bullet came up straight, so it uh, it wouldn't wouldn't enter the chamber. It didn't discharge. And my backup fired one shot. It took down two two perps. So. Really. Yeah. You and had the whole a thing was the whole thing was on the news that night because it happened in front of an NBC camera crew. Really. I was doing a feature story on a school. Yeah. You had an ankle piece as well. No. 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 You didn't put you didn't put a. Couldn't bank get him with the first six. <laughs> what was the next one going to do? You need more bullets. When you told me that story, I knew you had to meet Frank. Frank's looking at me yeah. because this man, he doesn't say much, but yet his looks speak like a thousand words. But what's so interesting is when everyone, when you both retire, you go into writing and you're able to share your stories and your visions. And what do you say? Witness. Share what you have witnessed with everyone, how you see it or how you decide you want to see it and share it. Well, you know, it's, it's different. I, I, the, it's funny because... 
When I was in high school, I hated to read. <laughs> I couldn't stand And now you write. I hated books. <laughs> I had a teacher once who said to me, who's your favorite author? I said, George Washington. She says, he never wrote a book. I says, that's why he's that's my why favorite. He's my, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my best friends were those guys who stole or borrowed my books and never returned them, you know. So the last thing I ever thought I would be is an author, let alone a best-selling author with six books, you know. So I, uh, but I just keep on doing it. I, I retired down here and thought I was going to spend the rest of my life playing golf and tennis. And after uh, a year of athletics, I said, that's enough of this. I got to do something. So I wrote my first business book, which nobody wanted to publish. I self-published it. And I said, well, I built a business from scratch. What's marketing a book? Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so I, I sent it to every trade magazine I knew, every business magazine. Six months later, I got a check in the mail for about $6,000 from my self-publishing house. And I said, what's all this? They said, you haven't read Amazon lately. Forbes reviewed it, said it belonged on the desk of every CEO in America. That was it. That's all it takes. And uh, next thing I know, I'm doing corporate talks all over the world. And I started mm -hmm. writing novels, and here I am. And it's about business? It's not about... That was business. That, that was, was business. business. You've got the Conversion Prophecy. Conversion Prophecy was a political thriller. That was my first novel. And it was a finalist in the Independent uh, Next Generation Awards. And, uh, and also a bestseller. And uh, my second book, my second novel, was, uh, believe it or not, totally dichotomy from that is uh, Under the Divi Tree, True Love Needs No Reason, is a medical mystery entwined around a love story. And um, both those books were written for Hollywood, and they both won awards in the independent generation. Turn it into a movie? Excuse me? Are they going to turn it into a movie? Well, um, probably not the conversion prophecy. It's politically incorrect. <laughs> so, or maybe you know, not. I don't know. Or maybe it is. But this one, you got to cross between... Medical it's a it's a it's a love romance, romance novel wrapped around a medical mystery. As a matter of fact, uh, Yahoo Newsfeed said if you read one book in 2022, that should be it, which was a shock to me. But that took off. That's a bestseller. So and any of this medical mystery have anything to do with your past? No, nothing at all. No. no. Is it all made up? Well, it's all made up. This is a mysterious illness. Again, I think of something you have seen somewhere in your travels or something Frank has seen. No, I, I, I had, a, I had a, a breathing problem at one point in my life. I still do. I have uh, sleep apnea. A lot of people do. It's not a big deal. But I started to explore some of the aspects of it and uh, discovered that uh, sleep is, con is controlled by one gland in the human body called the pineal gland. Uh, I think Frank's reading, uh, writing about it. And it's, yeah, and metaphysically, it. metaphysically, it's considered the third eye. Yep. Um, and uh, so I started to research it, and I say, well, what if somebody went into a deep state of sleep into a coma and um, really wasn't in a coma but in a deep state of meditation, so deep that he couldn't get out of it, and the only thing that gets him out of it is his dream state. And when his dreams are complete, he'll come out of it. And then his wife is suffering you know uh, psychologically because of it and uh, she becomes the detective that he used to be because he's a former police officer and um, searches the world to find a cure and discovers it but uh, she finds out that the uh, the cure is inside him it's in his head and when his dream state stops and he completes his uh, mission on his dreams then he'll come back to her how did she find that out if he doesn't wake up she met a doctor from India who's doing metaphysical research, and he told her that's what it, that's what it sounds you, like. You, come, you came up with all of this? Yeah, I came up with it, yeah. You have a vivid imagination? 
Well, I, you know, as I told Frank, and we were talking before, I said, you know, fiction writers are the best liars in the best world. We make world. stuff up. <laughs> we make stuff up. We make stuff up, and people let. But that's like why. It. That's we why. We got to make it believable. But that's why you guys can do it, and other people can only read it. You know, the difference between the 300 and the 200 hitter is one hit, and you guys are able to do this just by taking it out of your pocket. I mean, I know it's not easy. But to deliver it and to deliver it as, as best well, as there's a science. I've developed a science to writing too, because you want to keep the reader engaged. You want them to read. So what I've done is I, I and a lot of writers are doing this recently in the last couple of years, maybe the last ten years. We keep our chapters short, and there's a reason for yep. that. If you ever read a book and all of a sudden you, you're, you're you're half asleep and you want to read a little bit more and you count the pages in the next chapter and yep. it's 42. You'll, you'll never pick you'll put the, the book minute. down you'll never pick it up again because yeah. now you know in your mind if I start reading that again I got to read a 40 page chapter that's crazy okay I also use a lot of white space I keep my sentences wide why because we don't want I don't want them tight and small print because I don't want people's eyes to get tired I don't want them to eye. fall asleep yep. that way and I always leave a question in the reader's mind in each chapter to make them want to answer it and the only way you can get the answer is go to the next chapter yeah, your print, because if you see Frank's print and your print, it's very similar, and you think you could probably save a whole lot of paper if you made it smaller. But they make it easier for the reader to enjoy. Well, the other, yeah, art, the, other, and the other problem demographic. is, well, you do that, but sometimes, you know, in my, in my writing, too, in my descriptions, I, I like to describe everything about the, the, the subject and the area he's in, the room he's in, or, or the car he's driving. Because I want this, I want the reader to picture it in his own mind. I want the book to be the canvas, the words to be the the, uh, the paint, but I want the reader to do the to hold the brush, and say, oh, I, I yeah, I can recognize that, or I could see that room, or I can picture it in my mind. So that's why I describe it in detail. Now I've I've had reviewers have said to me, oh, it's too much detail, it's too much, but the reader says, wow, I I felt like I was there, I could actually picture the room. Or I could, you know, I could feel like what it's like behind the wheel of that car. You remember the very first book you wrote? Yeah. The very first page you wrote? Yeah, I do. Did you wake up that morning and say, okay, today I'm going to be a writer? How did that come about? No, I just started, I, uh, it's funny, I just, um, I, I guess I started writing out of boredom. I had a story to tell. And basically how I became successful in business. And it, and it was, there was something that annoyed me in business that I said, I've got to get that straightened out. And what it was, was the title of my first book was the, the Success by Default, but the subtitle was The Depersonalization of Corporate America. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I developed a business theory in business that there is no relationships left anymore in the digital age. You can't shake hands with a fax or an email. And the person, who, the person who knows how to do business correctly today is, is the guy who's going to take you to lunch, sit there, and you want to negotiate, you got to look somebody in the eye. Do it over a meal. You, I hope you guys are listening to that over there. <laughs> we have this conversation I hope you guys are time. listening to what he just said. And uh, stop it right there. Frank, I want to ask you the same question. First page of your first book, what drove you that morning to write it? First page of my first book? Yeah. I woke up one morning, and I told Chris. Christine, my wife, has had a great idea for a movie. Katie. And then I started writing that book, which happened to be my second book. And in the middle of that, I've got, I got an inspiration from 
my routine where I read the Bible every morning and get my inspiration for the day. And one day, it's, I got an inspiration from one Bible reading and I read the same Bible reading three days in a row. And that gave me the inspiration to write the sec my first book. So you got an inspiration to write something and you just got annoyed at business. And that yeah. brought out the inspiration to keep going. Yeah. So now you go to your next book. Does it have any, because I know you switch books because you get different messages to write about. Yeah, I switch genre too. So. Exactly. So that's a little bit different. Over here, you go to your second book. Has anything to do with the first book? No. Totally, totally dichotomous. That is totally, so totally different. different. My second book was, uh, was an expose on politics over the last hundred years. And in the last chapter, I was just angry at everything. And I broke it down to, uh, from education to terrorism uh, to taxation to business and everything else. And in the last chapter, and at the end of each chapter, I left the reader outraged at what, because everything I was writing was, was factual. And in the last chapter, I paraphrased Harry Beale from the movie Network. Now, the year was 2006 when I wrote this. President Obama was still in the Illinois Senate. He was just running for, he was just elected six, six weeks after the book came out. In the last chapter, I paraphrased Harry Beale from the movie Network. If you remember that, I'm mad as hell. Absolutely. It won't take any longer. Yeah. And I said, maybe it's time we organize another tea party. Hmm. And I called for another tea party the following Flag Day, June 14th in 2007. We had 1,600 people show up. And that launched that whole Tea Party movement. I'm glad you and Frank don't ever see anything coming when you guys write. You just guess. Yeah, You're what about really the, great liars, right? Well, <laughs> the, yeah. the book, I mean, right? Your book. The, the book that he wrote, I think it was I, 2009, about, about a president being impeached. I wrote that in 2015. 15. Yeah. And it comes out to be in 17 that all this other craziness happens. Yeah. So you guys are writing about things that... Well, my first, my first novel, The Conversion Prophecy, was the Islamic takeover of the world without firing a shot. They literally buy it. They buy it the way Disney bought the land in Orlando. You know, they formed the little land trusts and they bought it. What they did was they opened up 900 little brokerage accounts all over the world. They buy a little here, a little there, a little there. They control the, the drug cartel. They control um, all, everything else. And next thing they know, they're buying all this stock and they consolidate it and they put their people in charge as CEOs of all these major corporations. And then they realize that now that the Islamic world is running the food industry, the travel industry, electronics and utilities and everything else, that you either go back and fly the Islamic flag or we starve you into submission and that's when the mystery takes over. And of course they get defeated in the end, but... Uh, you know, it's interesting you say that. We had a visitor um, who is in charge of educating all of Europe in our educational system and Homeland Security just shut it down. Because apparently we are educating all the terrorists. Is that why they shut it down? Uh-huh. Apparently we are educating MIT and every, all, some of the best schools in this country are educating everybody free education. You want, you want to give everybody a chance to learn, right? But they're going back to their countries and it's the money that they generate from all of this terror and they're going back to educate what they're so learning. They're not letting the international students So they come shut in. it down. They ain't coming back. I'm telling you now, I ain't coming back. Interesting. Um, because I got the news when I said that story that happened yesterday. I called somebody at the, in Tampa, and they gave me the lowdown, and it ain't happening. It's interesting. But it's interesting that you guys are bringing it up 
um, it, it, the noise has to be made a little bit louder so that people can read and educate themselves about what's going on. You know, I talk to Frank all the time because I'm always wondering what is it that he's trying to tell me? See, because Frank never gives you a straight answer. He lets you figure it <laughs> most, out. Which most is, authors don't. You've got to figure it out. Well, you're you're figure it out. That's what's so interesting about both of <laughs> well, you. Well, that's the teachings of the Bible. Yeah. They don't tell you how. They just tell you, here it is. What are you going to do about it? And then you're supposed to come up with your own resolution. Well, that's what, you know, what, what happened in the conversion prophecy. A lot of these corporate buyouts and mergers have actually happened that I predicted down the road. And it was, it was frightening. I mean, perfect example is uh, the mergers in the airlines. I said there's only going to be two, nation, two national airlines left in America by 2025. We're down to only three now yep. since the American airline merger with uh, uh, um, it's crazy what's well, going on. So where on. do you get your inspiration? Frank, we always talk about well, yours comes from. I have my own views. I have my own. Where do you get your. Archangel Ariel is my. Ariel. Where do you get your inspiration? Bad dreams. <laughs> no, no, I just. I thought he was going to say I, bad marriage. Uh, you know, it's funny because my wife says to me, how do you come up with this stuff? Where do you think of this? You know, it's just. It's scenarios, you know. I have, as a child, I always liked telling stories and stuff. And it, I guess, as an adult, I'm still a child, you know. It's the voices in your head. And when There's I met a voice Michael, my head. that's what he told me, and that's what you told me. So I was glad to get you both here on the same day. But I want you to show Michael your Lady of the Harbor and your one zero zero four eight, because as a former, everything you did in New York, Frank has these two amazing books that are fiction. Fiction. So, but yeah, are they? Yeah, that's just. Are they? Are they? Well, one that's zero the zero question. Four, one zero zero four eight is one zero zero four eight was the original zip code for the World Trade Center. Right. I know. Okay. I, I, the right. So, place. what happened there is when the Trade Center came down, there was a there was a story that there was a gold dealer that lost the business and ten million dollars worth of gold coins went missing in the Trade Center. And they were never found, supposedly. Never found. So my book is 15 years later at, at the reflection pool of the Memorial Park for the Trade Center, they find a man poisoned to death with a gold coin in his hand. And he was the manager of the, 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 the store. So my detective is from the first precinct. He's got to now determine, determine who killed this ghost of 9-11. Where has it been for 15 years? How did he get out of the collapse of the building, and where's the gold? That's a good question. And the funny thing is that Michael probably was and investigating. Michael probably knows where the gold is. He probably knows where the gold is. <laughs> <knows the> <laughs> no, no, no. That's the funny thing I was, is, I was retired since then. Like, yeah. here's the puzzle, and then there's, you know, like autism. They've got this missing piece, and here's Michael. He's like, I got this piece. It's going to go right yeah. there. Right there. Lady of the Harbor Lady also. Lady of the Harbor is the... The park ranger that's doing his morning routine before they open up the Statue of Liberty, he's climbing, he's climbing through the statue and doing his normal check, and he climbs up to the, he climbs up to the observation tower of the torch, which is close to the public, but he climbs up there on it just to do the normal check, and he finds a dead body on the torch. So, that's why they closed it down. Team has to come to, how did, who killed this, how did, who killed this woman that's on the, on the torch, and how the heck did she get up there? And you know they shut down the the uh, the, the lady the toy. Oh yeah, they, yeah. My brother got up there, yeah. and then they shut it down. And he told me the same story. May he rest in peace. 
And I didn't believe him. I thought Harry was nuts. I said, come on, Harry, that's not why. Because they talked about structure and all of this. Then they redid it, so naturally the structure should have been there. They still didn't know. All right, let's see where we can get everyone's books. Michael, where do we get your books? You can get my books anyways. Uh, Amazon.com, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, michaelsolomonbooks.com. Um, and order it through there. Uh, if you order it directly from me, I'll be glad to autograph it and send it to you. Right. But and you can Frank? do that on my website. Yeah, me too. Amazon or Barnes & Noble online. Or you can go to my website, or you can contact me directly at frankarafolo at gmail.com, and I can, like I said, I can autograph it if you want an autographed copy. I love this whole collaboration. It's, a, it's an amazing tale. If you sit down, we're talking on the morning show right? about learning from history, and here you have the history writers. And it's if you listen, amazing. you'll pick up a little something, something somewhere. Absolutely. We come back, we're going to talk to Jennifer Fighter. And I'm still thinking about the pineal gland because how this one gland is now the common thread between all Do of them. Do we all have that pineal gland? Yes, but we all need to open it up a little bit more as a third eye. Yeah. I thought it was here. You mean it's no, on top it's, of the head? It connects to the, it's, it's a gland that's about the size of a green pea. My mother and the used only to thing say, that controls it, it only has one function in the human body, a physical function, is to, to produce melatonin for sleep. And it's controlled by light. When, you, when, the, when the sun comes up in the morning and light strikes your eyes, even though it's closed, enough gets through to put the gland to sleep so it stops producing melatonin and you wake up. And I bet they've never even heard of the pineal gland. You know, it's funny. When I was a kid, my mother used to say, don't touch a baby's skull because there's three plates that meet at a point. Spot. Well, that's, that's spot. because it hasn't, the it hasn't bones haven't yet. really been yes, formed Yes, but I yet. think it's the gland, pineal gland. making its way you never to know. the surface. Let's take a commercial break. When we come she back. Laughs. More music. Tell you, I got a book, baby. Joshua Martin. And we're going to top the hour. We're going to have some music from Kendra Erica. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side of the break. When it comes to investigative services, you can't settle for inattentive or irresponsible services. PI Network of Florida is a firm that you can rely on for actionable insight or personal or professional matters. From surveillance and insurance claims to background checks and identity theft, the investigative services are extensive. With over 30 years experience and two decades of serving the community, PI Network of Florida is trustworthy and reliable. Call today at 786-768-4394. Trust your gut. Trust PI Network of Florida. Amy Roshevsky can help you choose the right piece that will add some magic to your space. Amy Roshevsky has a wide range of art, from abstracts to mosaic tapestries, and she paints on different surfaces, such as reverse painting on glass, tables, wall hangings, and sculptures. Her work can be ordered online at amyroshevsky.com, or you can come in and see it in real time at the Brooklyn Cafe Art Gallery. She also does commission work, so if you have an idea in mind, she can make it a reality. She invites you to reach out to her at Facebook or at email at amyroshevsky at gmail.com. That's amyroshevsky at gmail.com. Have an artful day. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, Contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org 
or 786-326-8873. Meet Jay Harmon, one of the many artists held in the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery. Jay specializes in various different art styles, but his medium to work with is colored pencils. His unique style comes from being self-taught in years of practice. Jay pulls his inspiration from many outlets like people, television, celebrities, and many more. With multiple original pieces, Jay's art graces the gallery with over 40 plus works for viewing and for purchase. His many years of being an artist has given him a chance to partner with the Derwant brand, giving him the opportunity to try many different work styles and further his craft. Feel free to come down and visit the studio to view his work, or if you're interested in your own Jay Harmon original, he's open to commissions on his website, coloredpencilartist.com, or catch his show, The Colored Pencil Artist, on Amp Media Productions on YouTube and Facebook. See you soon. Hey travelers, everybody wants cheap airfares, but where can you find them? You call SmartFares. Our prices are direct from the airlines and they're so low they're not published anywhere. SmartFares specializes in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rentals, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, SmartFares can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call us right now. That's right call. That's the only way to get these low rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the lowest rates available. So don't wait. Call SmartFares right now for the best price guaranteed. Save up to 50% off business and first class. We've got great last-minute travel deals too. Call 855-828-0198. That's 855-828-0198. 855-828-0198. If your family is suffering from inflation and high costs caused by Lois Frankel's reckless policies, Republican Dan Frenzies is clearly your best choice for Congress. Dan is a successful businessman who understands finance and economics. He's not a politician. Dan grew up blue collar and knows how tough inflation is on working families. Dan Frenzies will go to Washington and fight the liberals who are killing us with inflation. Dan Frenzies for Congress. I'm Dan Frenzies and I approve this message. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. i 
What's up, people? Here is um, a little Hendrix for you. Music depression is searching my soul. Just don't know Music, sweet music Wish I could caress Manic depression Is searching my soul It's like Woodstock all over again. It's kind of like having our own little party here every day. It's kind of like we have our own little party. Oh, there's a, there's party. a whole party going on over there by himself over there. <laughs> I like it a lot. Anyway, you ready to wrap this all up with the pineal gland? That's what? amazing. What, the pineal gland? No, the way you feed it light through your eyes so it stops secreting melatonin. Melatonin? Interesting, right? So people who can't sleep, I'm going to ask our health expert over here, Jennifer Fighter. People have a hard time sleeping that take melatonin. Is there a way to work with the pineal gland so you produce more melatonin? Or will we just continue Keep your to, eyes to take closed. supplements? <laughs> Keep your eyes closed? That's why people sleep with blinders. Yep. I don't know That's a 100% of that. Look, look. It sounds like Michael's studied the, the pineal gland pretty extensively, but um, we do have a sleep patch that actually helps to increase melatonin naturally. Um, so there's that and you know, well, let's talk about what we've got going on here because everyone can I don't know you probably can't see this this is my, my pain patch at the moment don't tell me yes I worked out and so yes I've aggravated it but I'm going to continue to do that so in the meantime we just got to figure out how to get rid of some inflammation let's talk about the x39 and the eon or aeon it starts with an a but it's pronounced eon <laughs> Oh, we, we're going to call you patches for lack of, but these are Perfect. energy type of patches because we're not injecting stem cells, right? They're not transdermal because nope. we know that doesn't work. Nope. They are a wearable technology and it is phototherapy. Um, been around for a long, long time, thousands of years. Um, the concept is very similar to stepping out into the sun and getting, when the sun hits us, it activates our body to make vitamin D. So each of these patches, um, they're about the size of a quarter. They look like a little Band-Aid. And when you apply that to your skin, the infrared heat that we give off the infrared heat that we give off um, hits that and whatever frequency the patch is set to, it'll bounce back and activate a peptide. Um, with the X39 that Don mentioned, that is the stem cell activation patch. It activates a peptide called GHKCU. It's a copper peptide, been studied for quite a few years as going in and activating, regenerating, and creating new stem cells. So they're our own stem cells. And- uh, It just brings it back, it just brings it back to a different frequency. It brings it back to working so that these stem cells then begin to produce because as we get older, sure. it begins to 
sort of go downhill, right? After age 35, we have about 50% of our stem cell activity. And by 60, 65, um, those little stem cells are tired. And it is because the, the copper peptide has slowed down uh, in our bodies as well. So when we start giving the body what it needs, it can go back and, and take care of, of things. So with activating the stem cells and uh, the, the other thing that the copper peptide does is regenerates, um, uh, or yeah, regenerates about a third of our genes and sets them to a younger state within 24 hours. So everyone's going to have a different result. It'll be like Benjamin Buttons, you're gonna age backwards. Well, and it also depends on the machine you're dealing with because not every engine is the same either. Sometimes Absolutely. it takes a little bit longer. I'm sometimes. impressed with it because I watched you on Monday pick up your pant leg. We're sitting right there. Pick up your pant leg and cross your leg. And I thought, I've never seen you do that before. But I was I've shocked. never seen you cross your legs. And then this morning you came in, you said, look what I, and you didn't do that. You're like, look what I can do. I was shocked because my, my right knee is the one that they wanted to cut open. And I told them no. This is when I was catching. I was 23. That was a long time ago. And it's always been thick and stiff. Uh, and after a couple of days of wearing the patches, all of a sudden my leg can go anywhere I want, which is really... Now, you guys are used to doing that. You know, you put on your shoes, like he's sitting right there, Michael's sitting right there. That's easy for him to do. For me, on this leg, I could not do that until... That's awesome which is really strange because I sat, I was sat in my car and I went, what just happened? So what's the overall outcome that one would expect to get from using these patches? Because they look like patches, they're not injectable stem cells. So there's, because you and I covered a show that did that as well. Mm -hmm. We're not injecting anything. So nope. is it going to help with inflammation? Could it potentially help with pain? Yes. Yeah, so some of the, there's uh, over a hundred clinical studies and I believe he's getting close to 150 patents on this technology. And with the clinical studies, uh, sleep, uh, cellular energy, lowered inflammation, better recovery from exercise. I was uh, just honestly listening to a, a talk on the way down here and uh, after about six weeks, the cardiovascular system is about two years younger or, wow. you know, it's like it's increased. So it does help with cardiovascular. Help with blood flow? I'm assuming blood it helps flow. cardiovascular. Yes, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That like, would be everywhere. Everywhere. Systemic throughout the body. Boys and girls. Correct. And like anything else, you have to eat correctly because the food you eat, it's what's fueling the inflammation. I learned that the hard way. Water. And then you have to saturate yourself with water because apparently when you take in all this water wearing the patches, you go to the bathroom and all of a sudden... You saw me Tuesday every 30 you minutes. You wouldn't stop. <laughs> like... But that's... And then you start noticing that the inflammation begins to change. And, it, and it's craziness because we didn't even talk about all of that other stuff. I went to IHOP. And there's a gentleman in there that apparently knows you. And he had, his name is Joe, and he had the patch on his back of his neck. And he says to me, Freddie, don't eat this. No, Freddie, don't. And then he started to feel what I was supposed to eat. <laughs> and I asked him, and he gave me not one glass of water, two. And he put lemon in each, 
and I, I don't even remember, I think I had a salad. You know, salads at IHOP were huge. And all of a sudden, it began, it, things began to click. So it's not just wearing the pants. You sort of got to do a little bit more than that. Absolutely. A little exercise, a little stretching. I was told to stretch. I couldn't do this before. I couldn't even work my computers before because my hands were so inflamed on my, on my stuff. And all of a sudden, wow. I don't have that problem. Now, I know that that sounds trivial to a lot of people in here because everybody could do this. You know, and Josh plays the guitar and... But for a guy who couldn't do it, this is unbelievable. So I don't know what's in it. I'm just going to keep using it right. until I can't open and close my hands no more. And you tell us for every decade you are old, a month Correct. before you would really see results? Well, that uh, was the average time based on the clinical study that it took to get your cells into age reversal. Literally... On average, about every six months, your cells are eight years younger. So. Now I got to ask, the placement, what is it, the E? The, the eon? The eon, where you place it. You can just call it the anti-inflammatory if you want. I'm going to call it one and the other one will be two. Okay. So I can't remember all that. So where you place it, is it vital? Not necessarily with that one. Um, the X39 has two spots that they did the studies on, and one is on the back of the neck at C7, and the other was about two fingers below your belly button. Um, it can be worn anywhere, as well as the Eon. Um, if you are gonna wear them together, they do work super synergistically together, uh, faster results the X39 on the back of your neck, and then the Eon on your point of pain. So for you, Freddie, on your foot or on your knee, and that's where you said you've been wearing it. Well, this is why I want to contact them because uh, Freddie used to get up in the morning. I used to crunch. You ever walk and your feet crunch because they're so tight and inflamed? So I put one on my high ankle and all of a sudden the noise stopped. So I'm looking around saying, what's different? And the noise stopped. And I just put it now on this foot, further north, further towards the toes, and they stopped. So I don't know, I, I wasn't part of the study. All I know is that for me, things are happening. That's great. Which is really unusual because it's been such a short period it's of time. It's a short period of time. But I, I had wonderful results really fast. I was in a lot of pain and they helped me real fast. Uh, another friend of mine is 72, and he's the first person I wanted on these patches. Uh, well, there are two people in my life that I, I, I needed to share this with because they were in a pretty bad way. One has rheumatoid arthritis, but this other gentleman, he couldn't move his neck. He would have to turn his body. I want to bring him down here, maybe. And now he moves his neck. Uh, now he can turn his neck. Uh, it's amazing. He has neuropathy in his feet. He's been on um, uh, nine different types of medication, a mixture of tramadol and gabapentin. And uh, wow. after two weeks, he was taking one to two pills. And now he For just the takes pain. them when he needs them. Um, after two months, he was told by his doctor that he could come off of his blood pressure medication. 
that was huge for him. Absolutely huge. Well, this is the other so thing. again, and I'm not making any medical claims. Right. It just all. Uh, this is all basically up to the your body to heal itself. And well, when we reset is, these genes, we don't know what's going to happen. But well, this is the other thing I wanted to ask you, because all of a sudden my feet are, I feel the blood flowing through them. Now, when, you're, when you have neuropathy, they do the test because they want to see how much neuropathy, how much l lost nerve stuff. Now, we had a chiropractor the other day in here, and he explained neuropathy so crystal clear to me. But all of a sudden, even right now, I'm feeling my toes twinkle again. <laughs> so I don't understand what's going on. It's kind of scary because I am on a blood pressure medicine because my doctor wanted to protect my arteries. Absolutely. So he put me on this thing that, and that's why I'm always warm. Dawn is always going, why are you so warm? It's the med and the metformin that I take. But I wanted to ask you, if you're taking these drugs, you should talk to your doctor before you use the patches? Please. At because least just let them changing. know. At least let them know that you are taking measures to improve your health. And one of them may need extra monitoring of your blood pressure and some monitoring and, and maybe adjustments of the medication, of the dose. And let's look at the picture you have. So Katie, let's I do have um, zoom some in visuals. On that she's going to see if we can zoom in on that. Can zoom you in on that? There you go. No, the other way. And specifically, I wanted to show this one right here of this lady. Her name is Mandy. Um, so the stem cell activation patch has been out for about two and a half, uh, maybe close to three years now, and she started at the very beginning. And on um, day one, here's her picture, and she did a really good job of making sure that each picture had the same lighting and looks exactly, you know, the same expression on her face. And you can tell a huge difference between what it did um, after about four weeks, maybe six weeks, now, the collagen. What's that? Did she put it on her face? Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. No, you don't need to put it on your face. It, it really starts to kick up the production of collagen and elastin. Um, here's another one, and you might be able to get a little better view of this, Katie. This was a gentleman, George. He um, had 15 stitches. Can you see that okay? Yep. He had 15 stitches after hitting his head on a granite countertop. Um, that must have hurt. It took him seven weeks, and you can barely see that there's anything there. You can see how bad the bruising was, and he's got patches on his face on that day one, and uh, lessening after two weeks, and then after seven weeks, it's pretty much gone. Wow. Um, I know I feel like this is a little bit small, but uh, this bottom uh, left one over here is a gentleman who had herniated discs. I'm so sorry, it was bulging discs. In um, November of 2 of 18, here's his MRI. By April of 2020, they're gone. Gone. What, when was the diagnosis? April, it was April 20, I'm sorry, November 2018 to April 2020. So like Without a year surgery. and a half. Gone. Now, the picture on the top, the gentleman with the, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. The, the staff, hair? The hair. Um, copper peptide, that is one of the 
benefits of uh, getting that copper peptide back up and running is uh, hair regrowth and then darkening. So better than Rogaine. So I, I, I don't know much about Rogaine. I mean, I know it does regrow hair, but that grows hair. Wow. Yes, but can you imagine so wearing this and using Rogaine? Then you get an afro in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what you're going to look like in six weeks? Wow. So. <laughs> her oncologist gave her those patches to wear during her cancer treatment. Wait, what? These patches? Wait, what? Those patches. In California. When did they give it to her? Her oncologist gave her those patches to wear during her cancer treatment. She's wearing those patches. And? She's feeling fine. I mean, she's going through cancer treatment, but her oncologist gave her the patches. That's awesome. Super glad to hear that. That's amazing. And what did they tell her? Why to use it? That's to help her restore her body. You know, she's got cancer. She's got. She's going through cancer treatment. Interesting. You know, it's really funny because everybody is going to react differently to the patches. You know, maybe um, if I give it to another diabetic and he has neuropathy, it may not have any effect. Maybe there's something else going on in his body because disease breeds disease, and sometimes. The outcome isn't what you think it is, so it, it's not a guarantee. Were you as tired yesterday after Sarah? No. I was. I went home and did how many loads of laundry? I wasn't tired at all. I could have done editing. That's the other thing that happens is that we were and doing she, so much work. All and of a you're sudden, happier. Your positivity is increased. Well, it, it, you know, blood flow is a little important. If you get blood flowing and you feel your feet, it sort of changes your life a little bit. Nice. Um, and it feels good. And I woke up this morning, and it's funny. You ever get out of bed and you say, okay, let me make sure this is working. <laughs> make sure this is working. And I do this, and then I walk, and I'm listening for the sound, and it ain't there. I go, yeah, this Fantastic. is pretty good. It's pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, and again, I, I just repeat, diet is important. Moving your flexibility Absolutely. is important. Absolutely. Water, being hydrated is essential. Uh, these are conducted through the body via healthy, plump, hydrated cells. So um, definitely water. Well, and just to touch on on like where it goes, uh, the stem cells that are activated are pluripotent. So they will go to the point of highest inflammation in your body. We might think it's our knee or our foot or our point of pain. Um, when actuality, it might be addressing your brain or your heart or another vital organ that down the road would present a problem. So it's going to fix whatever your body needs fixing first. Um, How do people get in touch with you? Um, so my name is Jennifer Fighter. I, were you going to, Katie, do you have the? Or, I'll put it up. Anybody has the little right, I, I got it. You got it? I wanted to just send out my um my email address is jenfighter, okay, jenfighter at gmail.com. And just in the, um, in the subject line put, yes, I want younger stem cells. Um, otherwise, you can reach me via mobile 561-254-2028. Just say yes. And just well, say yes. Another answer. Just say yes. All right, we're going to take. If a you do have break. questions, anything, yes. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we got a game to play.
a game. Yes. What Apparently, they're up and rolling since our internet is back. So stay tuned. More to come. And we'll be right back. Creative. Enchanting. Whimsical. Artist Gina Bella is always creating artwork based on real stories and emotions. Expressed through Italian papers, paints, flowers, metals, and clay, her feelings and stories come to life. Complete with glittery diamond dust over paintings and pottery, Gina Bella is always creating new pieces and commissions. You can find her work in staging homes, family Christian bookstores, New Jersey boutiques, and the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery, where she offers personal guided tours of her latest art pieces. Gina can also be found hosting weekend art camps, where she teaches adults and children pottery, painting, and jewelry. For more information on Gina Bella and her art, contact livinglifeartfully at gmail.com or give a call to 954-857-5444. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Brooklyn Cafe TV show. Whether you enjoy watching in the mornings or afternoons, you can now watch with your favorite merchandise. Choose from the Brooklyn Cafe t-shirts, ranging from sizes small to 3XL. Colors available include black, dark heather, and navy. Feeling chilly? Just check out our latest hoodie with over nine colors to choose from. Sip on some Brooklyn Cafe coffee with Don and Freddie in a matching mug as seen on set. Brooklyn hats and special seasonal items are always popping up and available upon request. To purchase, you can visit our online store at brooklyncafe.tv forward slash shop. Happy shopping! Coffee News is a fun, family-friendly, weekly publication provided free to restaurants, coffee shops, and waiting areas for customers to enjoy. Grow your business today through the power of effective, affordable advertising. Coffee News is an active marketing medium specializing in the ongoing weekly promotion of your business. This builds awareness for your company so you become known as the leader of your industry and develop brand awareness so people think of you first when they want your services or products. Maximize your visibility and achieve outstanding results. For more information on Coffee News, contact sunrisecoffeenews at mail.com or give them a call at 954-951-7870. Ever needed a good read? Maybe a book to keep your mind off things. Frank A. Ruffalo is an internationally known author and accomplished screenwriter. He's written many successful novels with amazing stories. Fiction adventures like The Lady of the Harbor, The Trihedral of Chaos, Gabriel's Chalice, 10048, and many more. For more information, visit www.frankaruffalo.com or you can find Frank Ruffalo on Amazon. Bright, bold, beautiful. Audrey Omar creates artwork pieces that make a statement in any room. Using ethically sourced material, these handmade artworks are made in collaboration with divine higher power. This unique method gives vision, passion, and energy to every piece. Find Audrey Omar's work at the Broken Cafe Studios or AudreyNow.com. Audrey Omar, art that opens the heart. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. 
Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Did any of you watch the movie Elvis? Is anybody? They're giving it on HBO. Yes, they did. Someone in there it's watched it. It's on HBO it. already. Wow. Um, which is fast. I watched that. I didn't realize that Elvis, that his music came from Memphis. Memphis. And it, the whole Elvis story was about how he grew up. And, you know, they didn't want him to wiggle. That's why they drafted him. So he wouldn't wiggle? No, because he went against those powers that be. He and Muhammad Ali, right? And they get, they, that's, that's right. That's how they got rid of you. You know, when you see the movie, you're going to understand what this means. I saw the movie. So did you like it? There was a lot that was left out. Let's do a, a quad. First of all, the whole, the whole Ed Sullivan show thing, which started his career. Right. Which really put him on the map. Was like the focal point of his career. And the whole controversy with the cameras couldn't show him below the waist. Right. They didn't want to see him gyrating and everything else. I mean, that was that was the big controversy. But that was true that they didn't want to show him below the waist because they didn't want him to do what he was doing. Well, like I dream of Jeannie, right? She couldn't show her, her belly button. Barbara Eden, they sh they stopped the show because they show her belly button. So I've got some old school. Well, years ago in Hollywood, when they were doing scenes, they got, they couldn't have you couldn't be in the same bed, and you had to have one foot on the floor while they were shooting. I got to <laughs> tell you, they probably had something. We should go back to that idea. I think we should. Do you Absolutely. remember Hill it's Street? Too woke today. Too much. <laughs> we all get a whole lot more sleep. Do you remember Hill Street Blues? <laughs> sure. The, the series Hill Street Blues. Yeah. They were the first company on ABC. I'll never forget this. They showed the Derriere on TV. Yep. And they but that got was a fined, big deal, wasn't it? They got fined $250,000 for the three-second, five-second clip, and they didn't care. And they showed it. That was a very big deal. Yeah, she, was was coming out of the, she came out of the shower with a towel around her, and it, yeah, I remember that and scene. it fell off. Yeah. And they showed it on TV. I went, ah! I was a kid. Hill Street Blues started that whole nonsense. All right, so I've got, we've got a game to play. 2022 National Toy Hall of Fame finalists. So these are some old school toys that are going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? So they're going to put up some pictures and maybe you guys can pop it up with the, with the quad. Perfect. And see who can guess. Some, some of these are easy. Some of them. Guess, guess that, that toy. toy. Hall of Fame. So these finalists. are the finalists going into the Hall of Fame. I had one of those. Oh, that was a musical top. Musical yeah, top. It, lit, it lit up. I remember that. Forget I what it was called. The simple toys. You forgot what it was called? Yeah. A top. It was just called musical the top. Musical top. Right, you would pop. You would pump it and let it, it go. Spin. Let it go. Yeah. And spin. 
Some of them I had some that. of them yeah. made noise, some metal. of them had lights. Lights. It had lights around it. Yeah. I had one light. My brother gave it to me. Mine was metal. Really? Yes, they have those too. Yeah. And they made they made some yeah. of them made this high pitch noise. That's going into the Hall of Fame? That was Maybe it's a finalist. You know who invented the, the hula hoop? Who? Guy who lives right here in Boca. His name is Martin Greenhut. He also invented Mr. Potato Head. That's his claim to fame. Ah. He was he was working yeah. as a salesman at, uh, for a barrel company, and he saw these the workmen outside on their lunch hour were using the hoops, the steel hoops around a barrel around their waist like a hula hoop. And he said, "Gee, that would be good." And so he, he tried designing it first with a piece of garden hose. That didn't work because it wasn't stiff enough. And then he, next thing you know, he patented. It. You know the guy? Yeah, well, he's, he's long gone. No, oh, he's alive? Let's go to the No, grave. he's, Marty died about, I gosh, probably seven, eight years ago. When I knew him, he was 80 when I met him. Oh my yeah. God. All right, let's see the next one. God, bingo. Well, bingo. bingo. <laughs> God. That was easy. What else? I keep sliding over. Aw. Paid by numbers, I guess. I don't know. No, it was those What's toy that, horses. horses. Yeah. That's going into the Hall of Fame? Nah. nah. No, eh. I don't think so. I think let's, Briar Horses. Briar Horses. I don't know what Briar Horses are. They were just remember like, the Briar Horses? Like this high. Yeah, they bring in the beer. They were just <laughs> no. toys. They're just plastic horses. Yeah. Nah. I, I might, I might have had one. Oh, this I had. I think. What I is that? I don't know what that is. Parcheesi? No, what is that? No, that's not Parcheesi. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. No, that's Phase trouble. Phase 10? What's it called? Catan. Never uh, heard never of heard it. it. Never heard of it. Christine, never heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Never heard of that one either. Never heard of that one. That one's a finalist because nobody ever played it. Oh, that's a oh, classic. Close. Something uh, yeah. close. Like never, yeah, light brights. Light, yeah. light brights. Never got one. That My was mother great. said no. Not <gasps> said no Stepping to Yeah, she's afraid you're going to chew on the pieces and swallow no, them. No, she says, you don't, you're not an artist. Don't worry about it. Stepping on those like stepping on Legos. Light bright. Lego. Light bright. Light bright. Light bright. I was fun that one. I, my cousin. Yeah. He-Man! I, <laughs> I had the blue guy. You no, did? I had the guy next to the blue guy. Freddie, you, know what, you know what? Something the barbarian. You know what's not in the Toy Hall of Fame? It should make it. It should be number one. The Spaulding ball. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> talked about that. This is Spaulding. We should bring them down. You know, who, you, know, you know how that ball got started? That was huh. a, it's in my business book. That's the greatest out-of-the-box thinker in the world. The greatest turning lemons into lemonade. The Spalding ball originally was a tennis ball that wouldn't hold the fuzz. It wouldn't hold the fuzz. So they were throwing them in another barrel, you know, because for some reason the glue didn't stick to some of them. And somebody realized, hey, these things are high bounces. Why don't we sell them by themselves? Wow. It was the best toy you could Spalding, buy for a quarter. Spalding, man. Spalding. What is this? This is the Nerf gun. No, that's a Super Soaker? No, new Nerf. 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 Nerf gun. Nerf. I had one of these Nerf. They're already going into the Nerf football. Nerf football. They still make Nerf those, baseball. right? The Nerf football was the best on the beach. Because you didn't want to mess up a good leather ball. Phase 10 card game. You remember that, Katie? No. Uno. Uno. Phase 10. No. Uno Phase champion 10. right here, baby. <laughs> I play this every night. Uno. Uno. It's phase no, 10. I don't know. It's phase 10. Phase 10? Yeah, that's what, what it that started is. at, but it's uno. <laughs> you see the three quarters and the half, and there's those cards in my life. I guess it's a math game. I don't know. Man, that how was that? See, these are the finalists. Oh, that's a class. That's a piñata. Piñatas. 
Never had a piñata either. Seriously? Nope. I used to hit my brother with a stick and say, oh Don't push it away. More candy comes <laughs> out of that, more candy, cavities. <laughs> uh, pound puppies. Pound puppies. Oh, my god! What the hell is that? Stuff. That's puppies. a toy? You Remember, got like, the else? pet rock? That was a thing also when I was growing up. A pet rock. My mother used to a say. A pet rock. You would buy them. My mother used to say, go out and get your own pet rock. A pet rock. These are the pound puppies. Are you going to buy a pet rock? I don't know. Any others? Oh, that you love. Oh, I remember oh, this. Oh, Spirograph. Right. Those were only meant for the artists. Juju had one of these, not me. I didn't know how to work that. Now, what about, what about the, the kick clock? Which What's that? Kick clock. Oh, God. Those were dangerous, remember? Yes, they were. Oh, man. Click clacks. They you would know, shatter. Frank, you remember click clacks? Yeah. No, not with the paddle. The click no, clacks. It was were, two, two plastic balls with a string. Yeah, you, you like click this. them this way. My God, the black and blues on the arm <laughs> were ferocious. How many kids came with broken noses and black and blue eyes? And black eyes. Yeah. You never had a click clack? <laughs> Me, It was no. the best toy ever made. Big wheels. <laughs> No, that was that was light bright. How about one of the dangerous toys that ever made? Remember lawn darts? Oh, lawn darts, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a we didn't have a lawn. <laughs> we only had cement. Lawn darts. We couldn't play with that. Now you go up on a roof, you know, Tar Beach. Yeah, Tar Beach. <laughs> tar Beach. Wow, <laughs> that's a throwback. Tar Beach. Cops used to chase us off the roof. <laughs> Kids today don't know what Tar Beach is. Uh, they have no idea. They don't even know what stickball is. They don't know what stickball is. It's stoopball. They don't know any of that. You ask them what a three sewer. Ask them what a three sewer man was. That's, That's right. It. Now you can hit a ball three stools. You were good. Three, three we couldn't yards. play. We couldn't play stickball in the streets after four o'clock on Friday afternoon because my mother needed a broom handle back to she do the kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> that used to happen. Juju used to break the handle and say, "Mom, somebody broke the broom," and then take it. He used to stand yeah, up. I used to yell, "Car!" Everybody get off the. Go when you bike, play stickball, if you caught it, if you caught it off a car, which is still in play, right? It was an out. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if it hit the roof, you were out. So it went on the roof because somebody had to go get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We used to go into the sewers. There were balls down there because nobody wanted to go get them. We used to hold Judy by his feet. He used to bring out oh. all the balls. We used to clean them up and use them. They weren't as good as the new ones, but all the old school things you remember. We didn't have any money, so we had to find ways of getting spoiled things. Did you have fun? Creative thinking. I was we used to make scooters out of our skates. Remember those? Yeah. With the yes. milk crate. Remember the scooter, the the skates with the key? Yeah. We used to take the skates apart, put them on a two by four, put a, put a milk crate in the front. You had a, a two by four. <laughs> wow. Remember playing um, ice hockey with the skates in the pro in the projects we used to play. We played polo in the schoolyards on our bicycles with croquet mallets and a Spalding ball. <laughs> you did that, man. I swear that's. To God. That is, that that's is, high end that's though. High yeah, you need a bike, you need a croquet mallet. That's high end, I didn't have any of that. You play polo on a bicycle. That's uptown. You're that's uptown. uptown. Yeah. He's with Willie Mays and them guys placed the ball in two bounces. Interesting. All right, you ready to wrap this up, Batman? Wow, what a throwback lane. Good day for you. It's good. It's, it's fun to, to, to relive, relive these things. I wanted to play stickball here. Because we used to play stickball, and the game used to go on for days sometimes. It depends who you were playing. And I wanted to teach them, and I have a stickball bat and a Spalding somewhere in this studio. We brought it from... How about, well, how about kick the can to play that out here? Now, that was before my time. And then he talks time. about scullies. Yes. Remember scullies? Scullies, no, yeah. We used to take it off the chairs in schools and fill them with crayons. Remember that? We used to play out of town and all that. You melted the crayons in it? I didn't. Juju did all that. 
I was a good guy. I used to, used to play. But we should play stickball. You should teach them how to play stickball or pitching in. Is there a wall anywhere in Florida? Because everything here is flat. A wall? Never mind a wall. You can't find a stoop. How do you play stoop ball? Yeah, off the no curb. Three box baseball. There's off no, the curb. There's no, yeah, off the curb. You need more than the curb. You're going to need a few balls because it's going to go in that direction. <laughs> um, but is there a wall to play pitching in? Remember pitching in? Look at yeah. Can we find a, um, a racquetball, racquetball court? And then where it's like um, those balls and you can just like stay in there? No, you need, a, you need an old handball court. Ah. Mm. Can't we just a flat a wall. Just a yeah. flat wall. Or any flat wall on a building flat wall. But you need a lot of room behind well, you because some guys because can when hit you hit the ball, you got to get a catch. Yeah, you got to catch You need a flat wall on an open, open field. There is no flat wall in Florida? Come on. In an open field. Schools. Somewhere do they have yard. schools with a yard? Do they have yards here with schools? Sure. Yeah, but now you but can't now even. security, you can't get into you can't the school. Even go so. to the, you can't even go to the park anymore They're if you don't closed. have a kid. The schoolyards have padlocks on them. They're afraid kids are going to fall and scrape their knees and sue the school district. Come on. Crazy. You can't go to the park if you don't have a kid. Did you see the new law? Yeah. You Seriously? can't go to the park if you don't have a kid. Come on. You got to have a child with you. It's you got to have a child. Crisis admission is a child, yeah. So the people are borrowing their neighbor's kids, you know. Says, can I borrow your kid for an hour? I want to go run. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, they're trying to stop drug paraphernalia and stuff from being sold in, in parks. It's a true law. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I can't find a wall. I got to look for a wall. And a building, a mall. Oh, maybe a mall. I'll get chased out of there by the cops. Maybe I should cut you off of your patches. But this is what it's all about. We grew up with this stuff. We weren't getting in trouble or nothing else. We were just playing pitching in. Yeah, then they that? taught me how to play with sponge balls. Do you know what a sponge ball is? Yeah. Like a Nerf ball? You see, they don't know what a sponge ball is. And you have to buy four or five because it doesn't last. They don't last innings. long. Now they fall apart. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. We or would a ball. apart. A wiffle oh. ball, those are hard though, right? Wiffle ball, you want to, you want to, you want to, have you played pickleball lately? No, but I heard it's a great game. Let me game. tell you, <laughs> it's wow. not a, Is it? it's a fun game. It's hard though, because you expect the ball to bounce towards you. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't. dies right there. And you got to go running after highest, it. One of the highest injury rate in That's pickleball. That's right. You want to see the knee injuries? I fall on my knees? Knees, Achilles, yeah, because apparently there's a lot more cutting because the court is smaller. So well, it's not are, that. You, 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 you anticipate the ball bouncing towards you, and all and of a sudden doesn't. it doesn't. You go running for it, right and on you your don't face. realize it, and you fall right on you. They tell me knees and Achilles. Wiffle yeah. ball. There are leagues now in the country. You ever seen some of these wiffle ball pitchers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I, well, I mean, I played a lot of wiffle ball, but I couldn't do what they do now. The ball goes like this and lands in this basket as a strike. And you're standing there going, you got, how can you hit that? You Josh in military. Woo. All right, let's No, everybody up. plays. I'm a professional wiffle ball pitcher. Are you? I can make that thing drop. All right, so assignment is we're going to put a baseball field in the parking lot. <laughs> you're done. And we're going to play <laughs> wiffle ball. You're done. Me and you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Okay. More I'm going to show you old coming. school. Old okay. school stuff. And I'm going to tell you, everything goes. That's all I got to say. You ready to wrap this up? Whatever that means. <laughs> all right, more to come. Have a great Thursday afternoon. I don't know. For more information, all the books, you can check out Amazon for Frank A. Ruffolo or Michael Solomon or their websites. And for Jennifer Fighter, just type yes. Send her an email to jenfighter at gmail.com. More to come. We got editor's desk. 
We've got, you got Thursday night, and we've got J.C. Driesen in the house, and then Night Train with C.C. Clevenger. Yep. So a lot more coming out of the studio. Have a great day. Stay dry. We'll see you tomorrow. And don't be late. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>